Welcome to Speed Learning English, your podcast for smarter English. Hello, Richard. Hello, Sven. How are you? I'm very excited because today we want to talk about grammar. Present participle. This was one of the words when I heard them in school during my English class. I went into a kind of coma, into a kind of shock, because I knew immediately this time I will fail the test. Why is present participle so special to German students or to German people? Tell me something about this grammar phenomenon. On the one hand, um, the present participle isn't is isn't very isn't very difficult really to understand and to apply in your everyday life. But it is foreign to German speaking people because it's not very often used in German. It's actually never used in German. This concept, even though the languages are very similar, is not in the German um, German language concept. So that's why a lot of Germans hesitate to really look into it and dig into the present participle. But trust me, it's really easy. It's not that difficult. Okay. Present participle contains the word party. <laughs> <laughs> so give me an example talking about a party using the present participle, please. Um, so... I would I would start a bit differently. I would just also start with um, maybe the listeners. Oh, they are talking about present participle. What is present participle? Um, present participle is also referred to as the ing form. So if there is a listener right now that is wondering what is present participle, it's also referred to as the ing form. So we you will hear a lot of ing today. Um, so. It's not very limited to a specific word category, so it's used with nouns, verbs, and everything. And um, how we use it, for example, in, a, in the main sentence, in the main clause, um, as Ven alluded to with party, um, you would say, she's partying, um, she's partying today. That would be um, a present part participle. You could also use it for um, a perfect continuous, so we are in a perfect sense. I've been waiting for two hours. So you are demonstrating this effect at the same time, but also saying and demonstrating that you are still in the mode of waiting, on the mode to wait. So the present participle um, helps me to talk about things that um, happen for a long time or for a, for a continuous time? Is it like in German we would say um, party machend? Sie, sie war den ganzen Abend party machend? Would that be a, a translation? Um, that would be the past perfect continuous. Um, I think that's a bit, um, in, in German it's very difficult because um, uh, the grammar is really not constructed to go in that sense. But what you can understand is that it's um, the past participle is always describing a motion or an action that is continuous. So it has started but not really ended. 
And for the, example, for example, loving my wife makes life easier. Indeed, that's a beautiful sentence. <laughs> pa partying all night makes Corona easier to spread. That's true. So, for example, you are, you are very focused on the past perfect continuous. For example, you could say we had been walking for 30 minutes before a friend picked us up. So, in that sense, the, the action has ended because you have stopped walking for 30 minutes. But while describing the story or whatever you were doing, there's a part that you continue doing. And so... so Whenever I, you are describing something that was continuous, you use the past participle. I have been trying to understand the past participle for years. I mean, that's beautiful how you how you incorporated past participle in your question. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been considering using past participle for playing around a grammar game during a podcast? Let's start playing a grammar game, Richard. Um, I say a phrase uh -huh. and you change it into the past participle or present participle or any ing form you find appropriate. Okay? Uh -huh. I go home. Well, I am going home. I visit my mom. I am visiting my mom. I love donuts. Well, you would say I'm loving donuts, but here is a problem. You can't say I'm loving donuts. But I'm loving donuts. I mean... I'm loving it is, is a slogan of a famous um, bad nutrition distribution center. Yes, indeed. And the problem is the concept of love. I mean, that's a, 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 a bit away from um, past participle. The concept of love is between human beings. Or So if you say um, I'm loving... So, yeah, you, you really... So <laughs> if in a theory, in theory... You can say that. You can okay. say, "I'm loving my car," but you wouldn't. You wouldn't say that. You would also bring in in the um, the abstract of the car or the donut. Okay. But in this sentence, the abstract of the of the being or of of the thing, unquote unquote, isn't in the sentence. You have to bring. You have to make. You have to to have show that we are talking about a thing not a human okay and that's i think that's a trick that mcdonald's used they they went against grammar really and that's and people then unconsciously think well, what are they talking about and then it will just stick into your brain you know that's mm -hmm. the marketing idea behind that sentence okay and and also they say i'm loving it so they bring in the abstract also Yeah. Okay. So let's let's continue with some examples. Uh, yesterday I drove to my. Um, yesterday I drove to Munich. Okay. So this past continuous. Mm -hmm. um, yesterday I was driving to Munich. Um, last week I 
learned English. Last week, I was learning English. Okay, so now the listener should realize that it's really easy to um, to make a, a phrase from present tense to present participle or from uh, past tense to past participle. Does it sound more elegant or is it simply correct if you talk about a continuous happening or is it, as you say, the difference between easy English and advanced English? So do you really have to understand and use uh, these things while talking to other people or can I just talk to other people without using it? So, on the one hand, it's not really front upon or looked or looked down upon if you're using the um, pa uh, present participle. It's um, perfectly fine to use it. If you want to really show that you speak English in the various layers that the language offers, then you could also use the, um, in my kind of opinion, the past perfect continuous. Uh, I will give an example after that. And the future continues, or the future perfect continues. Why the future co continues? Because, as I mentioned before, you are describing a motion that has started but not ended. But if you are talking about the future, the motion has not even begun. So, it's, for example, you would say, next week, I will be flying to Italy. So, with the With the explanation of a starting motion and haven't ended motion, the motion in this case hasn't even started. But you beam yourself into the future and because of you haven't landed in Italy yet, it's continuous. So I think that's where you get into the fancy realm of uh, the English language. And the future perfect continuous would be they will have been traveling around the world by the end of the year. So whenever you use have and have or had been or have been, there's where, that's the very fancy way of using the, uh, the present participle or the ink form. So I think that's, 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 that's the only two parts where it gets a bit difficult. But other than that, it's very, a very, very nice and easy way to use grammar perfectly fine. Okay, so next time we will be talking about options for people who are planning to travel to Ghana and we will be explaining how people who are planning a trip to Ghana will be able to sightseeing to <laughs> I'm just getting stuck. Okay, so next time we will be talking about Ghana. We go on holiday, um, your mother country, yes. and we will find some nice places to visit and some maybe also some um, cultural differences, so some do's and don'ts. And we will be trying to use the present continuous, the present participle, the past participle, and the future progressive, participle, passive, conditional, all the grammar structures that we were talking about today next time. Okay, would you agree? Yes, indeed. I'm excited and I'm looking forward to it.
Okay, looking forward is also this participle, isn't it? Um, yes, indeed, but it's also um, a phrase that has come into just use, um, that you just use to look forward. Um, yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, because I'm um, when I'm talking about grammar and I'm trying to teach grammar, I'm very strict and uh, abiding to the rules because uh, the student is not very um, into English grammar. So uh, the actual correct phrase then would be um, uh, the, the, the actual correct phrase would be now you got me um, one second. So look forward, right? Yes. So it would be the future continuous. I will be looking forward would be the, the correct participle phrase. But I don't know. It has become a very nice, fancy phrase to just use. I'm looking forward to. Okay. But it actually so case, will be, I will be looking forward. Okay. So I will be looking forward to hearing. Yeah, but uh, son, I don't want to cut you short. Nowadays, <laughs> we just use, I'm looking forward. I want to use, I will be looking forward. So okay, let's, this is the let's, correct. This is the correct way to let's say make let's resuscitate the old English as um, when will we two meet again in thunder, lightning, or in rain? When the hurly burly is done, when the battle's lost and won, that will be either set of sun. So I will be looking forward to meeting you next week and talk with you about the wonderful country Ghana. Okay, Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Banquo. See you next week. Bye.